0: Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us for the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 56, entitled, Calling Down Fire and the Southern Baptist Convention. Just because something sounds spiritual doesn't mean that it is spiritual. We are told to test the spirits. That is true for the Southern Baptist Convention. That is true for the church. That is true for you. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: To me, the worst show of the whole few days came from the largest church in our convention. At last year's convention, a motion was made to the Credentials Committee that we sever ties with Saddleback Church in Orange County, California, which is right where the convention was this time. The reason for that is because they have begun ordaining women to pastoral ministry. So the credentials committee has set out for this last year to investigate, and to bring back a recommendation to this year's convention. Their recommendation, if I can put it in my own words, was this. We, we don't even know what a pastor is anymore. And so we're just not going to we're not going to recommend anything right now. You don't know what a pastor is. You can't tell from 1 Timothy chapter 3 that the pastor is to be a man. Have we moved so far from that? Scoot over Methodist. Scoot over, Presbyterians, because the Baptists are coming. You think we have a problem right now with gender identity in churches? You think we have a problem with, with female pastors or trans pastors or anything in the like? When we can't even decide what a pastor is, Our theology has gotten off track. And so up to the microphone steps Rick Warren, the pastor of Saddleback Church, welcoming the convention to Orange County, California. And And I don't remember the exact number, but I think the number was somewhere around 120 churches, 130 churches. And he said 90 of those were planted by Saddleback Church. It was the most (laughs) passive-aggressive attack that I've seen. Less passive, more aggressive. He began to tell us about all of his accomplishments. And his accomplishments are great. He told us about all of his baptisms. You want to applaud for every one of those. Those. And he talked to us about all of the money that's been given to missions and to the cooperative program through that church. Church is. And whereas I applaud those things, the end doesn't justify the means on anything, even in Southern Baptist life. You can't say, look at me and all the good things I've done, so don't make the rules apply to me. Especially when they're not our rules, they're God's rules. The credentials committee came to the platform and removed their non-recommendation. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. When we're more interested in being progressive than being biblical. I I don't want you to think that everything is all bad. That one one left a pretty bad taste in my mouth. When it came to the new, we have a new president of our convention. He's not the one that I voted for, but that's okay. But when I saw that this pastor, pastor's not the largest church in our denomination doesn't pastor the largest church in his state maybe not even the largest one in his association he's in a town of 3600 people and his church gave 12 and a quarter percent to the cooperative program and that's in line with us, that's in line with who we are the example that we try to set. Can I give you a little perspective on that? The last president that we had, his church in Mobile gave 3.6% to the cooperative program. And the one before that, whose church is in North Carolina, gave 2.4%. Right now, throughout the Southern Baptist Convention, churches give an average of of just a little over 4%. I remember Dr. White always saying, we'll never win Georgia on a nickel. How do we expect to win the world? Your church models tithing by giving to the cooperative program. No matter what you give, today or any other Sunday, Right off the top of that, another 10% is going to go to the cooperative program. Because we want to show you what giving really looks like. On top of that, right off the top, another 3% is going to go to our local association. On top of that, another percent is going to go to our Hillcrest Ministry Resource Centers. On top of that, another 1% are going to go to specific missionaries with direct ties to Brit David. 15% of everything that you give, we give. I'm thankful for that. All right. We want this passage in our context, not just Southern Baptist Convention, right? So... If my purpose has been now redirected, refashioned into His purpose, and I turn my sights now so that I serve Him, and I prepare for His work to be done in the lives of men and women and boys and girls, then I necessarily have to scrap my own priorities, my own pathway, so that we say, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. We yield ourselves to the wisdom of his word. Number four. Surrender your right to punishment. Surrender your right to punishment. Does this this report upset you? I have to tell you, I have floundered in between being sad and being mad. And I pretty much hang out on being mad, you know. I'm a Baptist, yep. Frankly, there's just a lot of anger on every side of every complicated issue. Something's happened in the last two conventions that I really don't remember in the other 28. When someone comes to the microphone on stage or somebody comes to the microphone that's on the floor, you let them speak. Now, what they speak may be something incredibly goofy. <laughs> you know. I mean, it might just be, but you let them speak. Somebody else then may get up and speak against that. We've started booing them. We've started talking over them as they talk. We've started uproarishly, that's not really a word, but it it tells you what I'm trying to tell you. The uproarishly cheer when something is said that they agree with or their vote is carried. I don't like the lack of decorum. It sounds more like, well, and, 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 th- and then this too, there, there, are, there are questions that are brought from the floor. Legitimate questions. For example, I'm thinking of this one man who comes to the microphone, is treated rudely by the stage, and he asked a question that I turned to Dina and I said, that's a good question, I want to know that. The question concerned the sexual abuse database that's going to be created how do you protect people before they're proven guilty this man had an example he had an example of turning in someone in the retribution that he received that his wife received And the question never got answered. After that part was over, I mean, it it doesn't mean that there wasn't talking. There was a lot of talking, there just wasn't a lot being said, you know what I mean? I turned to Dina and I said, this sounds more like a political press conference. Certainly more so than a conversation among God's churches. It's the same rush to judgment that you see in the world that we saw there. Our flesh wants to be right. And our flesh wants to execute at least our idea of justice on those who are wrong. And we sound just like the sons of thunder here. Look at verse number 54. <clears throat> when his disciples James and John saw this, saw what? Saw that Samaria had rejected Jesus. They said, "Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did?" Our flesh wants to be like James and John. We 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 want to we want to call down fire from heaven over our enemies. It's interesting to me, 14 verses earlier, they couldn't even cast a demon out of this little boy. And now they want to command fire to come down from heaven. Let me make this less general. My flesh wants to be right. And my flesh wants to execute justice to be judge and jury and executioner upon those that I perceive to be wrong. I am a son of thunder. When I can't even control myself worth a flip, I want to be in control of everything else. My flesh constantly wants to exalt itself. And yet Jesus says, Humble yourself. Humble yourself in the sight of God and surrender to Him. If you believe that you have some fundamental right to execute punishment, then it is time to surrender that right back to your Lord. That's His job, not yours. It's His job, not mine. It's his job, not even the minority in the Southern Baptist Convention. If you have his purpose, if you then are serving in preparation for him to do his saving work, you have said no to your own agenda. You have said yes to his it means then that you give up your right to have your way, especially in the lives of other people. You say, yeah, but, but God might not do what's fair. <laughs> that it's still okay, right? God's not interested in your sense of fairness. God's interested in right, righteousness. And we should be too. Number five, submit to a biblical perspective. Submit to a biblical perspective. You see, what verse 54 shows me is is that they are not acting from a biblical perspective, but yet from a worldly perspective. Jesus is going to call them back to it. Notice what he says in verse 55. But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Interesting, isn't it, that He didn't turn and rebuke the Samaritans for rejecting Him. He may very well give them a second chance. Instead, He turned and He rebuked His disciples. And He said to them, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. They thought that because they were in proximity to Jesus that they must be right. They thought that because they knew Jesus that they must be right. They thought because they knew a Bible story that they could relate to that they were right. Listen, just because you use Scripture to justify your actions, your attitudes, and your wishes does not mean that your reasoning is Scriptural. Jesus, you want us to command fire to come down from heaven. That's what Elijah did. Well, you ain't Elijah, (laughs) right? We might sing these are the days of Elijah, but it ain't. These are your days. Just because it sounds spiritual doesn't mean that it's a spirituality based on the Scriptures. That's why we're exhorted to test the spirits. Test the spirits. Here is the basic, fundamental, underlying, guiding principle. Look at it there in verse 56. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. We look at everybody as an enemy. Jesus doesn't. We look to destroy those who are different than us. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy mankind. I didn't come to defeat mankind. He has come to redeem us. To reconcile us. To restore us. Why? Because He loves us. Even when we bicker... He loves us. Even when we don't believe, He loves us. Even when we don't behave, He loves us. And so if I submit myself to a biblical perspective, that's the perspective. I'm to see people the way that He sees them. I'm to love people the way that He loves them. I don't mean this nearly as flippantly as it's about to sound, but if we were to save 65 million babies and then not serve them, why would we save them in the first place? If we're not going to help moms and help babies and help families and help men and women and boys and girls... If we're not going to love them the way Jesus loves them, what are we doing? When my perspective or my purpose is His purpose, and I begin to serve to prepare in such a way that He might do His saving work, I say no to my agenda. I say no to my flesh. and I simply begin to see life the way that Jesus sees life. To do the things that are right simply because He says that it's right. And I finally have His perspective and I'm finally ready to implement His purpose. We're finally ready to be Great Commission Christians. May God revive His church. May begin with Brit David and all the sisters in our Southern Baptist Convention. Let's pray. Maybe you need to pray and ask Jesus to come in your heart. Maybe that's where it begins for you. Maybe there becomes something specific that gets said in this. I mean, frankly, maybe you're just like me and you read through that passage you say, that's me. I I see me in there. And you say, Jesus, I don't want to be like that anymore. Maybe you want to come to us. Maybe you want to come to the altar. if you can't think of anything to pray about for yourself or for your family or for your church then spend these few moments praying for your convention Jesus this moment is yours because we are yours this moment is about your purposes and about your practice This is your house. We yield ourselves and surrender ourselves one hundred percent to you right now in this moment. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen.
0: Stand. This year at Brit David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.